Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to reviewing your finances, a good place to start is by reviewing your mortgage. It's something few people ever do. But if you never review your mortgage, you'll never know if there might be a better option. That's where the Ulster Bank Mortgage Team could help. Wherever you bank, be sure to talk to us and see if switching could make a difference. Just search Ulster Bank Switch. Ulster Bank. Help for what matters. Over 18s only. Ulster Bank Ireland DAC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Smile, you son of a... On the side of my face, breathing. Hello and welcome to the My Emotion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. And I'm Josh. And Shane, I'm succumbing to the power. Succumb, Joshua. Succumb. Ah. I order you to... No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try and find some... Ah. <laughs> we are back we with are. another triple feature for you guys, for us to talk about and you guys to have a view. Listen, on, and we Listen. give you brain worms. Some brain worms, nice, easy thing. So the topic this week is power. Yes. And so we're movies about electricity. So we've got the current <laughs> war, the cable guy, and, and what's the other? Like, uh, the only one I could figure was the prestige. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, look, that works, that works, that works in, in one way or another. No, we're talking about, oh, well, that, they could have qualified, but that's not the, the movie. No, we're not, we're not talking, we're not. Yeah, no. We got we got some three interesting films. So one, I pick a film that Josh hasn't seen. Josh picks a film I haven't seen, and then we both watch a film neither of us have seen, all relating to the same theme. We pick a new theme every mm. episode, interpreted as we do. Like as we, we can, do, we it's, can it's a vague connection yeah. to things, but it makes for some very interesting picks. I reckon we were Great, saying last yes. time about how like we've had some pretty consistently interesting pairings of. Yeah, I wonder why that is because you know, <laughs> <laughs> chance has been off for several episodes, but so power, I guess. So who wants to go first? You want to go first? I'll go first. So um, what was your pick? My pick is a profit or un profit. Un Prophet is French. Is a French sort of drama film um, following a, a boy initially, um, a, or a man. 19. A, yeah, 19. Yeah, a man who is an Arabic man who is sent to a French prison. And it's about sort of his struggles with sort of surviving, like obtaining power, and how power sort of can corrupt people, like the power of like the prison industrial complex as well, and how it's all corrupt. The power structure within prison. Too. Power structure within prison and authority and just the power of like money and like drugs and everything. Yeah. It all now, interesting enough, you hadn't seen this film. No, no, because so it was on my those... list for yeah. a very long time and I was like, Perfect. I like using this podcast to like pick fil- to pull the trigger on films that I've been meaning to watch exactly. for ages. So, that, exactly. you know, I did, I think actually all three of the films from this week... Neither of us had seen any of them. No, no. 
Yeah, because even amazing. my pick was one I hadn't seen, but I've been meaning to. But so, uh, so what are your? Do you want, who wants to go first on thoughts? Your thoughts. What are your thoughts on the problem? <laughs> that was very weird. Thing. Um, I I loved it. I don't know about you. The, yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it was it. a really strong movie. I was expecting yeah. me to be because it's one of those. It won the Grand Prix at Cannes, and it's yeah. two hours. It's, it's an hundred and fifty-four minutes long, hundred fifty-two minutes it, long. It, it can be overly long, but I think it earns its place in other ways in terms of just like the performance. Yeah. But a main oh, actor God. is. Like, I mean, amazing. first off, that is that is a hell of a lead performance because he's playing yeah. a lot of things, and because of the way he has, he's like a he's bald at the start of the movie, and then he grows his hair out and grows a mustache and everything. Mm. So I know for a fact that if I was making that film, you'd have to film it in reverse. So he yeah. filmed his character transformation in reverse to do that movie, which for a start, that's really fascinating. Um, it's but it's a really so, but he also went from a very immature character to a very mature character and inverted that uh, transition to obviously yeah. to film it because it plays forward. He sort of starts as a nobody and then works his way up to being coming very high yeah. up in the, the prison. Yeah, he's, well, he's just a boy and he just gets like yeah. put in this terrible situation and has these terrible other people control well, him. What I found fascinating is he's a no one. Like there's no mm. backstory to him at all. No, no. Which model of, a lot of films would be like, oh, when the parents would druggers and this and that no. there's literally no backstory you know he, when he finally sort of gets out of prison spoiler yeah. alert i mean it's a prison movie when he finally sort of gets out uh f- briefly anyway he um gets his box back from what he arrived with prison yeah, it's, it's a cigarette a, it's and just a cigarette and like a folded paper note that he put a in the at the beginning oh, no, yeah. 50 what it francs yeah i don't know what french french, euros, french yeah. money yeah um yeah your euros yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. uh and so it, it's fascinating to me in terms of that, just in terms of writing, is that you have a character with no backstory, and yet he's the most compelling person in the film, whereas yeah. all these other characters have tons of backstory. Yeah, and he's and he's sort of like very Michael Corleone, like like Godfather-esque, like yeah. very much this his had ascension. A, this had a major Godfather vibes, major Scorsese vibes. I don't Absolutely. know if you got Scorsese yeah. like so much through this one. Yeah. Um, and then sort of all done through a prison film and, and dealing with these tensions between... Um, the 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 Muslim community, and then the the oh god, what do they call the um Corsican? I don't Corsica. want to, yeah, yeah, yeah Corsicans, yeah. uh, which is I I googled it because I thought Corsican was a religion while I'm watching it, and so I Google it, and then no, it's like a region of France. Yeah, and um, and the and the thing is like he sort of can be viewed as like a like he he goes between both because he's like under the thumb of the Corsican like boss yeah. who runs the prison. Who's in uh, the pocket of yeah. like the prison guards, and, and then he slowly works his way up, yeah. and then eventually, yeah. s- you know, does some things and takes power yeah. in the prison in a very clever, a very interesting way. Um, I did. I talked last week about how I didn't like sort of the handheld aesthetic in the mm. ruins. Not last week, sorry, last episode, and. If you're going to do handheld, this is how you do it. Yeah, I was going to say the formal choices here were. Fit so well. I, I don't have like a, a a hate against handheld. I have a hate against handheld as being sort of this like okay, there's a scene, so let's just handheld every shot for no reason. But they do some really. There's a lot of really clever setting scenes in interesting places. Long takes versus quick cuts versus yep. more still shots, and there are some still camera shots and and all that kind of thing. I did find the needle drops, so the music cues, the ones that were in English were really weird to me just because I was in the middle of a film that was not in English in yeah. any way. It's in yeah. French, it's in uh, Arabic, Arabic. And Corsican. And Corsican. Yeah. Um, 
And then there's you have these English language needle drops, which those were the most Scorsese moments to me. Yeah. Um, or him when he's in his like leather jacket walking the yeah. streets, like with his mustache, and he's like, yeah, and I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, so Scorsese. Mean mean streets, and he looks and, yeah. a little like De Niro in. Like like eighty, you know, seventies yeah. De Niro, sixties yeah. De Niro. I, like he looks just a little bit like. I, I I found him very attractive when he grew his hair back out. I was like, Whoa. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely the hair <laughs> helped him. Um, but uh, I love the way they did the titles in this. Yeah, it was cool, right? It was really clever. Like it wasn't notice... like one month later they no. would just say one month or or three years. Yeah. And it wouldn't... was cool every time. It's like. I think it's a name. It gets subtitled in English for us too, but when it's yeah. like just a thing, you just figure it out. And they had like different language titles as well. So yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Is that, and I don't know if mm. this is to do with the film or this is just a very good subtitling job, but because it's switching between languages and there's people overhearing things in languages, they would italicize the non-dominant language in the scene and then the main dominant yeah. language would be normal. And it was really clear what was going on. And I don't know if that's the film thing, but so we watched this on Google Play, yep. Google Play Movies. So highly recommend you can watch there. Um, it was, but it was really clever. It was really easy to follow those unspoken moments. It's dialogue based, mm-hmm. but it's an unspoken moment of understanding that he knows what language they're speaking. They don't know that he knows what language. Yeah. You know, it's very complex sort of ideas of who knows what's going on in the yeah. scene, and it was conveyed really easily yeah. with subtitles. Yeah, and it's also in terms of like the dramaturgy of it as well he starts as very passive as well and he just listens and there's silence yeah. and there's so much like that said there without yeah, the language yeah yeah uh i really loved sort of the abstract moments there's like a ghost that haunts him through it some i was going to mention some that, of the yeah. dream things i really like i think that's what if it was just all handheld and that's all it was throughout the whole thing i would have been a bit Ugh. but they it's colored with these much more stylized moments so you I think it just adds to the idea of intent behind even the non-stylized version. It, it's used yeah. to contrast as opposed to being a default position for the camera to sort of move Also, in. It, it, handheld fits better in this setting because it's literally a prison. You're confined. Yeah. It's just you. It feels like you're... Well, really... tell that to the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. Um, uh, subtle use of zooms. Yes. I was really... Because zoom... And that's what I mean, is that even when it's handheld, they'd have these zooms. So yeah. there's choices made throughout. It's not... Uh, a thing, but um, it was really. Oh god, I've just lost my notes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I zooms, italics, subs. Oh, there's a character named Jamila, and I thought that was <laughs> funny. But it was De Jamila, like it was D J E M I L A H or something like that. It was yeah. like Jamila, yeah. and so I was like, Ah, Josh Jamila. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I just I wrote that was literally my note. I just wrote Jamila exclamation point. <laughs> um, the the shootout in the van. Oh, brilliant great, great. sequence. It, it's, it's got these really interesting sequences. And what's really clever, I thought, is that they don't make a big moment out of big moments. They let them feel impactful almost after the fact. Like, it's you, you would expect this sort of someone taking power from the kingpin of the prison to be this big epic thing with these drum music and... And dramatic. No, he literally this, comes out. Yeah. The guy tries to speak to him, and he's just like and whispers just, to the yeah, bodyguard. It's just the most pathetic thing. And, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, this is good because it just makes it hit better. Yeah. It, it hits the way that people who make it play those dramatic moments really big think things are hitting." Yeah. So highly recommend this. It won, I believe, it won the Oscar. For it won a language. couple Oscars. It was yeah. nominated for yeah. the Oscar for foreign language film. I know that much because I remember uh, Tarantino was the announcer and he goes, <laughs> Un Prophet. Um, <laughs> but in his like weird American accent. So. Yeah. But highly recommend this one. It's available on Google Play. 
So yeah, we got dived into that one a bit. Yeah, but long. it was a good film. It's it was a, so it, good. It was unexpectedly yeah. good. It's a little long. Yes, it's a little long. So be prepared to sit down with it for a little bit. But I didn't. I was never bored. It was just a long movie. Yeah. Uh, so Your my pick? my yeah. pick, I picked a, an interesting film. I'm a huge fan of. I, I've mentioned on some very older episodes that I'm a huge fan of Robert Altman as a director. Um, very famous director with very prolific and uh, through the seventies through to the mid two thousands actually, yeah. and um, he has a movie on his filmography called Secret Honor, starring Philip Baker Hall and only <laughs> Philip Baker Hall That's it. <laughs> as President Richard Nixon, <clears throat> who's basically dictating memos in his office, sort of after the Watergate scandal. After yeah, very disgraced, up. like fictionalized yeah. version of Richard Nixon, but. As they will really reiterate at the beginning of the movie yeah. with that big title spiel. Yeah, but one that really reveals and examines the character of the real Richard Nixon as well. Yeah, and it's sort of this examination of him kind of going nuts in his study at night about all the people who've yeah. betrayed him and everything like this. Now, it's based, now, if it sounds like it's a play, it is based on a stage play. Yeah. Um, and what was very fascinating is turning it into a film. It's one of those one character, one room Mm. things. And so I went in expecting this to be good and interesting. And Robert Altman always makes some very interesting choices in things. I love Phil Baker Hall from Magnolia on a couple episodes ago. So I was expecting something interesting, but I wasn't expecting something this fucking good. No, nor was I expecting something this eerie. Yeah. That's, that's a apt term. Eerie. It's eerie. How, Right now, this movie feels, given that we're in the middle of a Trump administration, where all of these things feel so on the nose with what's going on. I was very disturbed in a very compelling way. It's very disturbing, but very compelling. Uh, I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it so much. Yeah, I've seen criticisms of this being like, oh, it's like the cinematography or like it's stiff. And I'm like, no, because I don't think you watched it. It's <gasps> not stiff. It's not stiff. It's always moving. It's, always moving. it's rarely still. The use of the, use the, of the, the TV, TV cameras. There's these, yeah. these, in, the, in his room, he has these little, little monitor cameras for these CCTV. And there's one point in his desk and the use of them is sort of this mm. surveillance because Richard Nixon was very paranoid. Absolutely. And it plays into that. And then the way it plays into that ending moment, that phenomenal uh-huh. ending moment left me sort of with chills. I was, I was yeah. wowed by this. Yeah. And Robert Altman sort of, the king of zooms. Uh, yes. If you yeah. watch any of his other films, he does these huge ass zooms. And so the zooms were all through it and they were phenomenal. And the set was great. And f- we need to talk about Philip Baker Hall in this. Because mm. the thing is, this is not just, oh, it's a solo performance, but like, you know, there's, there's voices by other actors. No, this is just Philip Baker Hall. It's just Philip Baker Hall. Yeah. Alone, alone dictating things to his for it's, 90 minutes yeah for 90 minutes and it's compelling as fuck yeah. it's so good and he is brilliant and and what's it, not only that but he does huge sequences of this film in long takes it does yes what yeah. i found watching this and it is with robert altman that i kind of get this is that I very uh, it a long take starts and then I get lost in the shot so that I am like oh wait are they still going or has he cut here and then I'll rewind it and go oh no he didn't cut no, this no. is just like and it's very rare that long takes are that compelling that good it's how you and do also them. don't yeah, draw attention to exactly. themselves in the wrong kinds of ways it, oh my god I I can't say like I gave this one five stars out of Letterboxd yeah, I'm yeah, going to be yeah. watching it again I'm going to be doing very soon because I'm finishing up Peter Bogdanovich's filmography and so very soon I'm going to be doing uh, 
a, a, a retrospective of Robert Altman's stuff. Yeah. So can't wait to do that. Can't wait to dive into his filmography properly. And I've bought some <laughs> Criterion editions of various yeah. films uh, and some and one that I haven't seen called Three Women. But I love this. And it talks about power in very fascinating ways and the mm. corrupting influence of power. And the, the, the power he wishes he has too, because he talks about other political figures like JFK and everything as yeah, well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Conspiracy theories. And, and what's cool too is like the performance never becomes an imitation, but yeah, it does pay homage you know, to it. Yeah, because he, easy to do. He, he talks about that in the like. In, he's like the papers paint me with like my big jowls, and he does the, and he does that little moment. But like his own performance just feels so yeah. much more I, I disturbing. Love, I love actors who play real people and choose not to just do an impression of yep. them. Iron Lady. Um, <laughs> I that That's a film I took issue with. But uh, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved yeah, it. I cannot say enough great More people need to see film. it. I don't, it's I think streaming it's... on Criterion Channel at the moment if you have access to that. And it's probably going to be on there for a while because I don't think anyone has distribution on this film anywhere yeah. except Criterion Channel. I really want to own it on DVD, but it's not available at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so highly recommend five out of five. Love it yeah, to pieces. So top, good. it's my top three Altman at the in my top three Altman at the moment. But I need to watch more of his stuff. Yeah. So now our third pick, which we seem quite divided on based on our letterbox uh, review, yeah, it's, it's the yeah. 1998 Kate Blanchett starrer Elizabeth, based on the life of Elizabeth the first. Yeah, but completely historically inaccurate. <laughs> is it how much inaccurate is it? Uh it shifts a lot of like her feats and accomplishments to her to her beginning and like it changes things around. And right. the one of the main sort of portrayals in the like uh, like the person who portrayed like um betrays her was never never portrayed her. Like he was like her lifelong friend. So oh, like, is that the the John oh, God. The, the Dudley character. Dudley. R- Robert Dudley. He's oh, a yeah, real yeah, person. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what Joseph Fiennes. Yeah. Uh, so, my, my first note on this thing on my phone <laughs> is, how dare they put Joseph Fiennes in a plunging neckline like that? <laughs> that is unfair. You're going to get me on your side very easily. There I was, also enjoyed Christopher Eccleston. I, I liked yeah, that man. Yeah, it was, it, was it was interesting to see him in a role like this, mm. a, a kind of a... A mean role, yeah. A very unflinchingly mean role because he's the doctor. Is like he's a hard doctor when he played the Doctor Who when he played in Doctor Who, but he wasn't unkind. And this is a very no. unkind, uh, uh, a zealot yes. of a role, which yeah. I found very fascinating for, to see him in. Mm. Uh, I think first of all we should. So you didn't like this very much, did you? I. It's like I. There's stuff I can appreciate it, and I can appreciate why people like it. I didn't feel emotionally connected to it. I, right. I just got sort of just like, oh, I'm like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm like. Is that is it so now? Is part of that because of the weird modern style that they approached a, a period piece with? There, there's a lot of weird stylizations. I think you mentioned like the jump cutty. There's, like, there's a moment the... where she's practicing a speech before she goes into parliament and they do the thing like if you're watching a high school movie and they're practicing something in front of the mirror and they do these jump cuts differently. You know, they're like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, no, 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 jump cut. Yeah. I am here to take, no, no, no. And they just, and that's like smack bang about a third of the way through the film. Yeah. And that stylistic choice never comes back on either side of it. It's just this no. one-off jump cut sequence and then the movie goes yeah, on its because it starts way. off very like 
ostentatious burning of the Protestants. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. It's getting, it's big yeah. sweeping. There's some like big sweeping, like bird's eye view angles and cranes. And I will then, say that stylistically, the thing I love the most was all these God's eye view shots. Mm. These really high angles are a very prominent motif all throughout it. And every single high angle in that, brilliant. Loved it. Mm. Perfect. What I didn't love was the weird radial dollies that they just put all the way. <laughs> like someone will be speaking, it'll be an intense conversation. And so the camera just start starts dollying around them in a very Michael, like a very slowed down version of that Michael Bay shot. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, the first couple of times I'm like, okay, I get it. But they just did it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I was like, oh, okay, stop, please. Like <laughs> it's, pick something else, please. Love yeah. God. But it was like I didn't, I didn't hate. I was overall, I was very entertained with it, uh, which I think it's meant to be more of an entertainment and less, and more of an entertainment and more of a a showpiece for Kate Blanchett, yeah. who is she's good in it. I, I yeah, I'll so. give her that. Like I, I've heard, I, it's definitely not her best film for sure. I, I couldn't really get over like her eyebrows. <laughs> her, her eyebrows. Yeah, they like it looked like she had no eyebrows, and I was like. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they've they've died. My my mum walked in and she's like, I fucking hate her hair, and I'm like, <laughs> that's what it looked like. That's the most yeah, historically accurate like yeah. part of this movie. Yeah, um, but it's a very modern two thousand style. And what's interesting is it hit nineteen ninety eight, preempting a lot of that sort of stuff that hit in the early two thousand. So mm. I think it was ahead of its time in that respect, and I think that's maybe why it caught on. It's now it's kind of aged a little bit. But I think the intent behind it was it was to be this energized opposite of because up until then there'd been a lot of stuffy period pieces. Oh yeah, um, the style feels kitschy now, but at the time, you know, those jump cuts and everything like that would have probably been like, oh wow, they're doing something new with the Queen movie. Um, surprise in this movie is Daniel Craig, oh, yeah. who doesn't age. He he shows up like. Like late later in, in the picture, and like just like doesn't really say much. Just like walks. No, he's very like the albino monk from the Da Vinci Code. Yes, yeah. I got because he's a monk on a mission, mm. and he beats someone's face in with a rock. Yeah, <laughs> then, oh, the poor cute guy. I was like looking. I was like, I was like, I was like, who the fuck plays this? Because I was trying to wait for the name to be dropped so then I could <laughs> see who plays it. Um, it's like an assistant to, uh, like, a, sorry, a, like a turncoat guy who's giving information to Jeffrey Rush, who yeah. plays the the conniving assistant to Elizabeth Hmm. um, who's sort of the one willing to make the kind of moves that she might not be willing to yeah Um, the there was very very clear you know you you mentioned the godfather with a prophet and the third act of Elizabeth the godfather is all the way through that moment where there's the church and then you're cutting to a bunch of she's reading bodies piling up yeah 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 I was like I was like oh this is godfather through and through you can see it all but like I I, like overall I was entertained I was like I didn't get bored it it felt a lot quicker than its two-hour running time it felt a little shorter it felt like an hour 40 kind of minute movie Hmm. which I was I was okay with it is a bit overwrought the costumes are beautiful oh yeah beautifully done like I said a lot to admire Oh, that was that. There was one shot in there where, like, it's an exterior shot, and there's like a belfry and the birds flying. And the CGI had just got dated <laughs> horrendously. It's really bad, and I would just cut it 
if I was doing an English <laughs> version because it just looks tacky, tacky in the middle of an otherwise pretty good movie. Joseph, the, all the performance is really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and even like the the characters. Although, like, I was kind of thinking this. I was going, I was like, there's a lot more hot twinks in Elizabethan England than I think there probably was in real life. Yeah. Among the many sort of historical inaccuracies, like, I feel like Richard Attenborough is like, oh hello. Yeah, Richard Attenborough <laughs> kind of comes in, and I can't unsee Jurassic Park. No, he's like. <laughs> I'm laughing now. I was gonna say a line, and I just lost it. Just like, it's it's yeah. He plays yeah. sort of the the, the old f- crotchety advisor to Elizabeth. who apparently in real life was a young a young person. What? <laughs> that Why? is like swapping this out, and then like this in this one, like more and more hot twinks, and then Richard Amber. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's like a court full of hot twinks. Then and then Kate Blanchett, and Richard Attenborough, and Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, and that's kind of. It and then she godfathers everyone and then finally takes her rule in in yeah d- with, d- does it does her makeup and then like does all her the, makeup and cuts her hair all the girls are crying I'm like okay I don't know why they were crying for cutting her hair I'm like yeah. it's just hair it's gonna grow back I, I I thought it was like oh it's just a thing where she's sort of like that she's becoming someone they don't want her to be because like they're like her friends but I was like it wasn't clear and I was like speaking of Emily Mortimer in. The in the friend in the, the, the she's sort of the head handmaid Emily Mortimer yeah. from the newsroom, yeah. wild to see her there. Uh, I had fun with it. It's it probably not one I'm going to go back to very yeah. often. But you know what? It made me really curious to see the sequel. Yeah, I, I, remember, I saw that he wrapped a sequel. I'm like, oh, well. When the tra- I remember when that sequel came out, and I remember seeing all the trailers. And they just keep playing that clip of like, and it became the Oscar clip when. Kate Blanchett was nominated for the Oscar for it. It's it's where the Spanish are up there and they're like, I'll use the wind or something like that. And she's like, I too can command the wind, sir. I have a hurricane in me that will strip Spain bare if you dare to try me. You know, it's that big yelling clip yep. that they use to win the Oscar. So I really want to see it just to see it, but apparently it's much bigger and more epic. I was talking to my boyfriend about it and he was like, Oh no! He liked it a lot. He saw it on the cinema, so I'm like, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll give it a go, maybe. But yeah, I, like, I'm, I'm interested more. to see a sequel to a movie like that because it's not the typical sequel. Well, maybe we can attach it to our when we do epics. When I'm going to show you, I'm epics. thinking. I'm thinking maybe we do uh, an episode which is made entirely of sequels to yes. movies yeah. that we've reviewed previously on the podcast, good, good, which I thought would be good because then we could do like Critters Two and yes. Elizabeth the Golden Age, and it's just <laughs> a very weird sequel thing. Yeah. But uh, those are our three picks for yeah. movies about power. Uh, if you and have any corrupting influence, corrupting influence, <laughs> fuck um, uh, If you have any interesting uh, choices about power, if you have a triple feature you'd like to line up and you want us to read it out on on the podcast, let us know. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. We're on Facebook at the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers, and you can email us at Motion Picture Rangers. At gmail.com. Josh and I are very online on Twitter. I'm Shane M underscore Anderson. And I'm Joshua Grigg underscore. If you have power, give it to me on Twitter. Yes, please. I want that blue check. No, uh, they got hacked today. Oh, they did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That's going to age this podcast, but sh- forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so what's our next topic for next time, for our next triple feature? I was like, I, I lost it. No, no, no. And then I got it again. It's an extension from, it, from power. It's, it's extension to politics. Politics, one of the three topics you're not meant to bring up in dinner conversations. I say, fuck it. I say, fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> I say, bring it up. So we're talking politics. And we've got some interesting choices. And a special and guest. And a special guest. Yeah. All things going according to plan. So mm-hmm. 
that'll be <laughs> that that'll be up for you guys to hear next after this episode not right now obviously unless you've lined it up unless you're binging us and if you're binging us thank you but also yeah. download the episodes when they come so that you can boost our numbers thank you that'd be very appreciated <laughs> yeah it would be. thank you guys so much for listening we've been the mighty motion picture rangers and we'll see you again next time bye now bye <laughs>